0: Women in Leadership brought to you by Heron Code, the management consultancy for what happens next. For more information, you can visit heroncode.com. In this podcast, we will be talking to female leaders of today to inspire
1: the leaders of tomorrow. I joined in the field of interior design, but I was very privileged that I had the experience to work in every let a department and yeah. every project in a very young age. There where I decided two years down the line is to leave the interior design and make it as a separate business mm-hmm. and work with the family for a bigger impact, mm-hmm. to create a bigger impact. We are trustworthy mm-hmm. that you can trust that this business will be in safe hands. It took me to that path of learning different disciplines. So I worked in investments, I worked in finance, I worked in HR. Mm-hmm. This diverse experience have helped me expand my knowledge Mm -hmm. through various areas Mm -hmm. where then I've chosen which passion I want to be in, which is mainly, and I always get inspired by my uncles and my father and the way they want to create that impact. So I believe that's the most important thing that when you are remembered, you are remembered with a good positive impact. Women in Leadership brought
0: to you by Heron The Herring Code Women in Leadership podcast, uh, joining you on season three. I'm your host, Nimi Meta, and we've had an incredible season so far. We've had people from all different walks of life, industries, journeys that have really shared their insights with us, their challenges, their wins. And we know you are loving it so far. Just remember, you can hear us 30,000 feet in the air. Season one is up on all Emirates Airlines. So make sure to tune in and listen to all of our great women leaders. Today, I am joined by a role model for women in business and a true leader in the contracting and construction industry. Someone who is Incredibly passionate about making a difference in the world and helping others to achieve their full potential. Welcome to the podcast, Dana Al Afalik. How are you? Hi, how are you? I'm amazing. It's so great to have you here. You just jumped off a plane (laughs) and you came straight here. We're so grateful for it. So thank you. It's my pleasure to be here with you. We have so much to get through, Dana, because reading your story, reading your experience, everything that you have achieved at such a young age, the experience you have had, 10 years of experience. You've been exposed to such a wide range of roles, of challenges, of understandings of not just an industry, but business as a whole. Born and raised in Saudi Arabia. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. Could you tell me and set set the set, I get the foundation okay. for our listeners about uh, who you were <laughs> when you were younger in your upbringing? Okay.
1: So thank you for having me here again. So I am, yes, born and raised in Saudi Arabia, specifically in the eastern side of Saudi. I was born and raised with a very loving family, very well-educated, who raised us to always pushing us to become better and better every day. So I was raised in that type of environment. I've been to a very good school, had a diverse uh, knowledge. And since I was in young ages, I've been going with my father to work. So mm-hmm. I've had that experience since very young uh, age, mm-hmm. where my father was pushing us to spend our summers actually in field work. Yeah. So I've been seeing that since a very young age. Mm, I love that. So
0: education <coughs> was important, but... experience was just as important. It
1: is, it is. And uh, we were also uh, been asked to set goals to ourselves since very young uh, ages. Me and my brothers and sisters, Mm -hmm. it wasn't only me. So we grew knowing what we want to do. What do we want to achieve? Mm-hmm. And uh, the idea of pushing us to become better and better every day, that 1% of you being better every day, made us always strive to achieve more and more. And understanding that we have bigger capabilities uh, within us, that we can achieve what we want to achieve. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, that's me in a very uh, short brief or my childhood in a very short brief. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for a young age to have that goal setting
0: mentality to, you know, whatever it may be, small or big, is a testament to your parents and it to is. your father it as is. well.
1: It is. And growing up, seeing my father working every day and working hard made me and not only my father, my father and my uncles inspired us every day to grow up and give back to them what they did uh, for us and the hard work they've done. So they inspire us every day Mm. during our young ages and up to today, uh, me working in the family business today. Yeah, and let's talk about that family business. I mean, one of the first (laughs) third-generation
0: leaders of for Holding. Tell me, when you were young, was it kind of like an
1: unsaid dream of yours that I'm going to be part of the family business? Okay, so a funny story. Uh, When I was young, I didn't know that we had a family business, to be honest. I thought he was working in a normal company. So that's something very good. We've never been raised that uh, we are privileged people. We were raised of discipline. So Mm -hmm. they were raising us to be disciplined people. So we were not that privileged, uh, to be honest. And growing in age, I started knowing Mm -hmm. that we had a family business. This family business, uh, by the way, Al-Kifah, was established back in 1970 by my grandfather. And then sooner, my uncles and aunties entered the business and started growing the business to be one of the largest, alhamdulillah, one of the largest family businesses in Saudi Arabia, a conglomerate with diversified industries, mainly in the construction and the contracting. This is how it was established. And when I grew, maybe, maybe during high school or younger than this, I started knowing that we have a family business. I didn't know the size, the magnitude until I joined. So I've never had that dream. I had a dream to create an impact. Yeah. Where the impact is, I don't know. It happened to be in the family business. So when I grew up, I wanted to give back, as I told you, to mm-hmm. my uncles and uh, aunties and my grandfather, what they did for us. I know mm-hmm. that they worked really really hard and we wanted to as a third generation give back to them and that responsibility and passion I came from uh, to enter the family business yeah I mean you tried pretty much every role didn't you reality
0: but the truth is that's important for any individual to do in whatever (laughs) industry they're in to figure out where their true passion lies so tell me about that process
1: okay so I'm an interior designer by profession and that was my passion in early ages but later on I saw the need of me joining the family business or the the sense of responsibility and passion I have for the family and then I joined in the field of interior design but I was very privileged that I had the experience to work in every let's say, department and every project in a very young age. There where I decided two years down the line is to leave the interior design and make it as a separate business Mm -hmm. and work with the family for a bigger impact, Mm -hmm. to create a bigger impact. So I've been through, as you said, so many departments. And this what made me, because I'm a fast learner, mm-hmm. I love to learn. I always believe that a person needs 10,000 hours, they yeah. say, to learn discipline. So I had this passion to learn and develop myself. Mm-hmm. So I got this experience and that privilege, I would say, mm-hmm. uh, working in the family business, experience from different leaders that taught me what kind of leader I want to be, taught me how can I improve myself and the idea of uh, wanting to, prove to the uncles that we are trustworthy, Mm. that you can trust that this business will be in safe hands, took me to that path of learning different disciplines. So I worked in investments, I worked in finance, I worked in HR. Mm. This diverse experience have helped me expand my knowledge Mm -hmm. through various areas Mm -hmm. where then I've chosen which passion I want to be in. Yeah. So, yeah, this is uh, what I am in today. Yeah. And, <laughs> and one thing you mentioned, which, you
0: know, we have to talk about is the impact of other leaders yes. on you, whether that's your uncles, your aunts, your father, your grandfather, all these people around you. You had such great mentors, I guess, around you. And that has created the leader that you are today. What do you think it takes to be a good leader um, from what you've learned?
1: Okay, so I've learned not only from my uncles and aunties, other than other leaders Mm -hmm. and other mentors. What I've learned is the power of inspiring others Mm -hmm. is the key to become a successful leader. Because if you are able to inspire others and inspire them to work hard, to deliver hard, people will be, especially in a family business where Mm -hmm. where. Employees get usually attached to the family members or to the values of that family. Mm -hmm. So the ability to showcase the right role model and the ability to lead from the back, inspiring others to deliver, I believe that's a key Mm -hmm. of uh, being a successful uh, leader. Being committed, being persistent, those kind of values that also complement the idea of uh, inspiring others. Mm, Because, you know, there's so many companies
0: out there that preach impact. They preach, you know, uh, sustainability. They preach doing all these things that are important for social responsibilities and reasons. But then there are people who genuinely... Feel it. You know, people just do it for the tick, for the green tick or whatever it may be. You are so passionate about creating an impact. You've said that that has really been the foundation of what, what it began with, of wanting to give back to your family and now the greater community. Tell me that responsibility now in your role with impact, with ESG, with CSR, you know, how does your mind process
1: that and how does that then become one in the structure of a business? Okay. This term, ESG term and the social responsibility didn't start from me, to Mm -hmm. be honest. It started from my grandfather when he established the business. So he established the business with the vision of giving back to the community Mm -hmm. and to his hometown. uh, And it started from there. And what I did is basically continuing his will. Mm -hmm. Me and my uncles were continuing his will. So what we focus on today And by the way, our business is diversified from there. He used to say the foundation of a human being, Mm. uh, which is education, environment, and healthcare. Okay. So we started, he started actually businesses within those areas. And all our businesses that we operate in today, they used to do some ESG initiatives, Mm -hmm. but not in a very structured way. And even social responsibility. So we used to do social responsibility since the inception of that company, either internal or external. And we, uh, alhamdulillah, we are known of that uh, value because even in younger age, I used to see my grandmother and my grandfather doing social responsibility uh, initiatives. So we've been seeing that even in younger ages, where Mm -hmm. there were created the value and the passion uh, for it. So... We've decided to make it one of the strategic pillars of the company, and since it's a value that we believe in as a as a as a group, is to create a business uh, impact. Uh, there, where we've established a sustainability strategy or an ESG strategy, where it focuses on environment, the social, and the governance part. Mm-hmm. Secondly, uh, the social responsibility strategy that we have. Those two strategy came in from the passion of me taking the lead as to make sure that this company will be sustainable for future generations ahead of us. Because if we we know that if you established a well-governed ESG strategy and you do initiatives and you make sure that you measure impact, the company will sustain for various years. Mm-hmm. So we are now 52 years. We want to continue more than that. Mm-hmm. So it came from that passion. It came also from the idea of us structuring the initiatives that we are doing mm-hmm. as a group. Number four is mainly the direction of our board, who happens to be my uncle, to make sure that this business creates impact in everything they do every mm. and to all their stakeholders. So this is what we've done so far. We are, we're, um, we're in the phase of structuring the initiatives to create that business impact that we want to achieve.
0: I mean, for your grandfather to implement it from, I mean, it's, it's absolutely trailblazing, especially back in that time, not just for the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, I'm talking globally, to be thinking on that level. And and now all these years later, with this fast world that we do live in, with everything transforming, especially since COVID, with the digital environment, what is your scope on the, I guess, approach of creating impact within businesses? And why is it so essential for other businesses or other entrepreneurs that are listening to you right now? Why is that so essential to be part of your company's foundation?
1: Okay, it's very important. One Mainly it structures the business very well. It makes it focused to achieve its objectives because what you've stated clearly is, is absolutely right. Uh, when we talk about ESG, it's not about only the environmental factor or the social factor or the governance. Digital transformation under uh, comes underneath the well-structured transparency way of doing business also comes underneath. The operational efficiency comes underneath it. Your people who are the most important and the business comes underneath it. So it's a, it's a collective of what you do on a day-to-day basis, but in a very structural, impactful way, mm-hmm. if we could say. Yeah. So it basically structures your business mm-hmm. and basically uh, makes it more efficient, more sustainable, and more impactful in the first healthy let's yeah see. and i guess from what you said as
0: well it gives you so much more longevity yeah. for the future now let's specifically talk about the construction industry because it has come leaps and bounds over the years especially for women in in the industry and saudi arabia is doing phenomenal things tell me about that space for those that aren't that you know educated on it or don't okay. know much about it
1: okay so us in saudi arabia it's our years uh, currently we uh, <laughs> we've um, our crown prince and the uh, the king have implemented the vision 2030 where they will change the face of Saudi Arabia and one of the pillars that will be changed for sure is the construction industry which is which comes in the front of the strategy mm-hmm. where we would like to reduce the dependency on oil in Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. so the construction industry Although it's been challenging the past few years with COVID, I have been going through good times now, transformational times. I was fortunate that my father happens to be the uh, the former chairman of the Saudi Contractors Authority, who governs and strategize the industry. So I was working very close with the decision makers in the government and the private sector. And I was part of the private sector representatives during that time, where the Saudi Arabia is prospecting to transform that. That industry to make it more industrialized, mm-hmm. entering more modularization within that industry, exporting potentials of that services, adding more ESG pillars uh, and ESG initiatives within its operations, mm-hmm. making sure that we achieve The vision, prospected, and the GIGA projects achievements within that certain period of time, which is eight years. Mm -hmm. So it is very promising Mm -hmm. vision. And it's very good times, let's say, for the contracting uh, sectors. We have one of the large contractor. We're ranked number four. And we tried during that time, uh, and I was part of it, to make sure that the vision of the contractor uh, sector to be replicated and implemented within our company, mm-hmm. making sure that we implement coming up with creative ideas to increase governance within our projects, introduce modularization within mm-hmm. within the way we do and construct buildings, um, introducing ESG initiatives within the way we do our projects, on, mm-hmm. uh, and for sure, increasing operation efficiency, making sure that we achieve projects within time, cost, and risk um, reduced uh, ty- uh,
0: phase yeah yeah wow <laughs> really everything is th- is thought of towards yeah. this vision 2030 and the thing is many people may not know about Dana is that she's so passionate about empowering women and uplifting communities around you you do that through mentorship as well you know helping uh, train uh, within the business uh, you know from from early days What have you noticed in the recent years of, you know, just women in business, women specifically in in the construction industry, that they're really open to now
1: being in this world, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to be honest, to start, people are underestimating the construction industry and they believe that if you work in the construction, you'll be either a worker, welder, or... a. So they think it's a a uh, hands-on built uh, positions. But in reality, you can be a lot of... So many things in the construction sector. I've been, I've been seeing a lot of people, a lot of women entering mm-hmm. that field, especially uh, with the Vision 2030 and so many projects and increasing saudization have supported women to enter that sector. Still people, they have, let's say, a negative perception against mm-hmm. uh, that uh, sector because it's a fluctuating sector. It's a bit risky to enter in. But I've been seeing a lot of phenomenal and creative women entering that sector and becoming leaders uh, Mm. in that area.
0: Yeah, I love that. It's such a positive direction to go in. And, And one thing that I think is quite interesting is I know that you had said you had originally, you know, interior design was your passion and then you joined the family business, but you also have built your own business and invested in startup businesses as well. How important is it for no matter who you are, no matter what industry, to diversify in what you're doing as well. You know, they say, don't put all of your eggs in one basket. Make sure you have plenty of plans. What was your approach to that? Uh, I mean, of course, interior design must be your passion and you must have so much love for it. But it's quite important to diversify and have many different options, isn't it, as, a, as an entrepreneur? For sure. I
1: agree 100%. It mm. came in from the idea of don't put your eggs in one basket. Yeah. And the idea of, I believe that that... Each individual has a potential to do what he wants and expand. Mm -hmm. So you have a lot of time to do what you want to do. I believe that each individual should think of his passion, work on it. And you'll be able to deliver at the end. You can do what you want to do and you don't have time. Mm. No, actually, if you divide your time very well, you'll be able to deliver what you want to deliver. Mm. I would love to know, I mean, from
0: a personal point of view, I have just started my own business and I find it really difficult to be a woman who has so much empathy and, you know, has so much wanting to give everyone the benefit of the doubt and wanting to lead with kindness versus needing stuff done and having goals and targets and them not being met by teams and having to be in the middle of wanting to still be a nice leader, but still wanting to get my (laughs) goals achieved. How do you do that? Because you have been in the family business for, for a long time and you were so young that sometimes I feel like because I'm young as well, people don't take me as seriously. So what has been your approach to, I guess, gaining respect from team members, from those around you? And I guess demanding
1: authority in a way as a leader as well. Okay. I think action speaks louder than words, to be honest. And I believe that the more you do, the more respect uh, you get. Secondly, I think believe in yourself. Mm. And uh, once you have a trust and you have confidence about what you deliver, people... And their subconscious will follow you. So this is what I used to do, to be honest. I I used to trying to inspire them to deliver Mm -hmm. um, and uh, trying to be the role model. And they, by... Subconsciously mm-hmm. have follows. Sometimes you have to be. It's it's like a it's like a thin line between yeah. be, being a nice person and a persistent mm-hmm. and uh, action oriented. So once you inspire other, ones, they get to trust you, mm. they'll follow. Yeah, at the end of the day, they will yeah. follow. And usually, I say if if you don't trust your leader, don't be part of his team mm. because you will always suffer. Yeah it will be an always suffer between you and your your team member so it is difficult when i say it it sounds easy but yeah. it's not in reality especially when you are young mm-hmm. people they underestimate uh, your powers mm-hmm. but what i did throughout my early ages is to learn learn re- learn try to develop myself develop the confidence mm-hmm. and do actions rather than Talking and trying to convince other about what you want to yeah. Uh, deliver.
0: Yeah. Lead by example, and then they will hopefully follow. Uh, hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> Donna, I want to talk about something which you touched on, which was legacy, um, before we wrap up the episode, because you are part of a legacy with your family business, but also creating your own. As you mentioned, <clears throat> is very very important as an individual. So, what is the legacy that you would like to leave behind with the world and for future generations?
1: Good question. <laughs> uh, so to me, every every person, I believe, wants to leave a positive impact, wants to be remembered that he is a positive person who left something for the world to use and utilize. So this is what I wanted to achieve. I wanted to create a businesses that can be beneficial to future generation and creates impact to the biggest communities and to the biggest people Uh, and to a widespread by the way I believe that also was the will of my grandfather and it's like it's it's a replica effect and I always get inspired by my uncles and my father and the way they are they want to create that impact so I believe that's the most important thing that when you are remembered you are remembered with a good positive impact mm,
0: absolutely well also if you are mentoring uh, and leading the next generation I think we're in good hands of <laughs> I hope
1: so I hope so <laughs> it's
0: very very important isn't it to uplift it the next generation it is
1: it is and Today, next generations are smarter than us, to be yeah. honest. But trying to make a strong constitution. So when I when I talk about the family business, one of the things that I wanted to do is to develop the family constitution, making sure that we always bring the family together, develop a constitution that will strive to make this company uh, to make generations ahead developed and create a sustainable business. So I believe that. You need to create a strong foundation Mm -hmm. and you need to make sure that although they are, again, smarter than us, but you need to make sure that they are fully equipped with what they need. For them to be developed and grow within within their passion yeah absolutely you are leading by example dana and i want to thank I you hope. so much
0: You're for your welcome. time i've enjoyed this conversation i've learned so much from thank you, you. you so i know our listeners have thank you so much for your time and we will hopefully see you again very soon hopefully thank you very thank much you. pleasure thank meeting you much. thank you women in leadership brought to you by heron code